Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember to remember. Our first series is about the call to create and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Welcome everyone to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. I am so deeply honored to have our guest, Latham Thomas, here with us today. Latham, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me, Michelle. Amazing. So Latham wrote a beautiful book called Mama Glow, and she also has an incredible website with so many resources, also called mamaglow.com. And one of the reasons I'm so excited to have her here today is in this conversation around really trusting the body. And when we really start to tune into the intelligence that is in our bodies, that knows how to create life, that we can lean into that to create anything else in our lives, whether it's our day, whether it's our business, whether it's our creative offerings. And I have to say that when I look at Latham from afar and when I have the privilege to get even a little bit closer in conversation or we're in the same room, I'm often in awe at the conscious co-creation that she has with the divine to create her life and since her work is all about really helping women in their to rebirth themselves as they birth a baby I'm so excited for this opportunity to hear from your perspective Latham you know what what is at the center and the pulse and the heartbeat of this work for you because I feel like you know there's this thing like teachers aren't they don't just tell you what to do like a real Mm -hmm. teacher shows you what it looks like in a human life Mm -hmm. so I'm so grateful for your offerings of your book I'm so grateful for your offerings on your blog and also I learned so much being in your presence and so I'm excited for everyone here to have an opportunity to to learn from your perspective the 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 magic of co-creation and how that correlates with your relationship also to birth and to childbirth Mm-hmm. Wow, that was so beautiful, Rochelle. Um, first, let me just say that I, too, really love watching how you move through the world and the way that you touch women through your work and help them to tap into their power through their bodies. Um, 
and just listening to even how you language because what I think is so important is that um, we know we're in a time where there's so many different voices and people have access to information and social media and there is a constant replay of um, unhealthy dialogue that relates to the body and Mm. So, um, and that could even be the connotation of a word or the fr- a phrase. And I see that obviously in so many aspects of the birth process and working in certain settings where the woman's body isn't honored. But then there are people who are like rising in leadership and womanship and also adopting this language that I believe um, in many cases can be um, you know, harmful for us to embody. And so I really love the way that you use not only movement um, in your practice, it's really mindful of how you move through the world, but also how you language, how you speak about the body, how you speak about process and how you speak to women, because I believe that you're tapping into them on a soul level. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Um, So, you know, I think that really the wisdom of the body is um, we have so much wisdom that has been kind of um, uh, like hidden from us. Uh, There's and that's not like that's that's not by chance. I really believe that, um, you know, if women were to harness their power and their creative power in a way that um, was maximizing it, that we would really be unstoppable. And um, for people to be polite and kind and sit pretty and behave and, you know, follow orders, um, they have to be cut off from that, um, that power, right? To, um, so I think our work is to really unmask and, un- and uncover um, the recesses, these things that are hidden in the recesses um, of our lives. And so the places that we're, you know, taught that are the darkest and ugliest or most, the dirtiest, whatever it is, right, that, that's language around our bodies are the places where we find our power. So when you look at TV and you'll see a commercial and they're talking about feminine hygiene and how it's so gross and all this stuff, I'm like, wow. Like, so we're in that moment cut off from our bodies. Or even if we language and say, oh yeah, like something's going on down there, like using language like that to talk about your sacred anatomy, like it's not even attached to your body. Um, this all like creates a, a, a huge gap for us in, um, in intelligence. And it's not just um, about understanding your anatomy and like what it does, but actually what it holds. Mm. And to know that, um, you know, we're in a time where there's so much that is, uh, women are objectified and there's so many ways that our bodies are looked at for um, in part, part and parcel, like in pieces, but not celebrated for um, the uniquely feminine attributes that we have that sustain 
everything. Like if you look everywhere, every single person is a product of sliding down some woman's thighs and her bravery in giving birth. And so I think that, and whatever that birth outcome is. And so I think that um, we have to remember that um, creation is a sacred act, whether that's giving birth to a baby or a screenplay or, you know, a course offering or a new book. Um, these aspects are moving through us, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they're channeled and they're divine. And so we have to honor them as such. But because they come from a place that's so sacred, like we have to acknowledge that the body itself is sacred, right? So how can something dirty deliver us jewels, you know? How can something so precious, like be at the helm of all of the beauty that comes from you know, our, our sacred matrix, our creative matrix. So um, it has to be beautiful. It has to be sacred. It has to be holy and it has to be perfect. And it has to be divine. And so this idea that somehow we're not those things is like the greatest lie that's told to women. And this idea that our bodies are dirty or something or incomplete, or we need something to become more beautiful, or we need to have like a 22 inch, you know, waist and a 30 inch hip to be beautiful. Like these types of things, right. That um, we're allowing other people to put upon us and that we're indoctrinating and also believing somehow um, is really sad. And I think that um, what, what our work is, is to sort of uncover really what our magic is while we're on this planet and in these bodies and come to love these bodies that we're in and not um, shame or try to disconnect from the, the human experience you have through your living tissues like everything that makes up who you are and um so I think that that's just something that you know comes to mind I mean when you speak about that and in the birth process as we see it is like you know a woman gets to transform and be an alchemist and create new life then bring it forth into the world then sustain it through the breast milk and then like watch it grow. And it's like, oh yeah, I, I made that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's an extension of me right over there. <laughs> you know, that's kind of amazing. It's not like, it's, it's, a, it's an everyday event because it's happening every second of every minute of every hour of every day. But it's also holy every single time mm-hmm. that a baby passes through to the earth plane. And so um, that's all I have to say about that is that we just need to reclaim our bodies as sacred and, and, and not like take in this messaging. And I think find the people, you know, like you who are using your voice in a way, also connecting us to movement, connecting us to mindfulness, connecting us to the body again. Um, Because then we have language that's not only, you know, verbal language, but we have language we communicate through our body and movement too. And, and having that as a practice to come to know our bodies in a more intimate way, I think is important. Mm, thank you, Latham. There's so, there's so much there that I, 
that came through as I was listening. And I, mm. and I love the part about making the, the observation and bringing in this aspect of intelligence of really just instead of, you know, just taking in all the modern context messaging that is for the most part negative and disassociative to the body and just, just taking like pausing for a moment and just noticing it's like, okay, women's bodies are what allows the creation of all human beings to happen and babies to arrive on the earth. Like just pause, (laughs) just, just take a moment. (laughs) Right. You know, this is, and, and this is something that I've, I've sort of been in my own personal conversations of like really tuning into like, this isn't an opinion. This is like a tangible, measurable fact. Mm-hmm. And then taking that with what you're saying with the messaging, you know, that the world is not necessarily twice given. It's like, okay, there's this incredible creation, alchemist power in this act but it only there and then the rest of the days you don't get it. Just the day that you, you know, the days always you're always there, always there. Exactly. And so it's like, again, pause. Okay. Cause it's like, if you just take time to think about it intelligently, it's one of these things that's brilliant common sense. It's not. And then to also, I love with what you're saying is to really just notice. And if we don't think that that's true, if we don't think our bodies are sacred, if we don't think that they're trustworthy, well, where's that message coming from? You know, and again, it's like, that didn't come from like our most intimate love fill moments. It didn't come from the earth. It didn't come from our best friend. It, you know, it's like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Another question is, and who benefits from that? Because most certainly not me. Right. <laughs> you know, so who does benefit from that? Mm-hmm. Is that the person that's saying it? <laughs> you know, and like, you know, asking these deeper questions. And then the thing that I feel is so revolutionary about you and your work is also the 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 part where it's like being in the radiance Mm. and and I'm and I'm curious about this because I do feel like there's this external restriction Mm -hmm. there's this internal one and and I can imagine I'm just going to take a guess that for for many people listening or I'll just say for myself, Mm. there are moments where I feel like so tuned into this, this, this power, this, this glow. I love the word that you use so often, Mm. but then I will often potentially minimize in some way Mm. to, with the false belief system. And I know it's false as I'm doing it to just, you know, not want to be like too shiny. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I and I know it doesn't serve and I know it's, you know, not this or that. And then there's moments where I totally get over myself and I have like this mantra. It's like the louder I howl, like mm-hmm. like a wolf to the moon, the easier it is for my pack to find me. And then I, my deepest heart prayer is that other women feel the encouragement to shine. So I offer I offer my full expression, you know, for that. But I'm curious because um, I feel like this is one of your many, many superpowers and 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 obviously so I'm curious like the internal offering because when I see you in your radiance I experience it as a blessing and as a gift and 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 I would say that there's a contrast to that when maybe I see some other beauty but it's like the intention and and it's like I don't want to minimize anyone else or contrast or compare but I just really want to 
honor that when I see you in your full radiance, it definitely like touches my soul. Mm. And so I'm curious on your end, like when you're getting ready for the day, when you're getting ready to speak, when you're presenting yourself to the world, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, I feel, cause what I feel like is that it is your creative expression, you know, that your glow is like a wink to the universe. Like I remember who I am. Wink. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. Yes. Um, first of all, Yes, I think that whatever that you see is already inside of you. So you're just like recognizing like, oh, hey, there's there I am. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, so for me, I believe this is probably the same for you. Like a big piece of it is like a um, like self-care for mm-hmm. me. It's like um, I just call it observing your Sabbath, you know, and mm. For me, it's a big piece of, and that's in my new book coming in September near your wedding. Um, <laughs> but um, the, it's a it's a big piece of it. It's just like you know, how do I observe my Sabbath? And and that is really day to day listening, and it's moment to moment listening. And and when you know, I could be today like, oh everything, you know, it's cold out and it's snowing. And I might've had things that I thought I would want to do, you know, today. And then I wake up and it's snowing and I'm just going to change my mind based on like what, you know, the atmosphere has set up for me, what like, you know, the house has to offer, what like my bath has to offer, you know, whatever's going on. I think I just sort of, you know, pivot based on maintaining a full cup. And so, um, and that for me is really important so that I can actually show up and be like, okay, cool. I can show up for a birth and, and be there for however long, or I can go and work a full day and then come home and cook and do whatever and hang out with my son and do homework and then go out, whatever it is. So for me, it's like, it starts off with like, you know, meeting the day, um, with, ease um a big mantra of mine is just like the energy of ease like Mm -hmm. moving with what feels easy and um not like easy in terms of no challenges but easy in terms of just fluid and um and so like okay like you know letting myself be gently guided um i just ask god to order my steps in the morning and then i start to move the day i definitely spend some time um different ways I have you know mindfulness practices that work for me whether it's um you know mantra I use my voice a lot um whether it's just a seated practice um moving I like to move and use different types of music and um and then go to different elements in my body and so I'll do that um with getting dressed it's the same thing it's like for me it's like adorning myself and so I figure out what I want to wear for my most powerful and so all of that goes into how I'm going to show up and be in a space with people or with one person or just myself or with the you know ambient landscape wherever I am I think I have to feel my best and so um I do that through just kind of checking in like oh this would feel really good to wear this would feel really good to do um and then I really am attuned to um my cycle and I'm really attuned to like the rhythmic cycles of um the environment that I'm in 
I'm, I'm so inspired by what you shared. And I remember reading once upon a time, it's like, if, if, if everyone just like literally took one day a week, like took the Sabbath, you know, it's like just one thing. And, um, and many of the women that I've interviewed on this podcast have mentioned that a big part of their, of their way of being in the world that has supported them the most has been taking this time to sync with their menstrual cycles and, and really like, you know, treating that time, you know, like you said, like a doctrine. And so it's definitely this theme that's emerging in our collective remembering of how to honor ourselves. And, and the thing I really want to say is that I'm really curious about what the world looks like when it honors the feminine. Like I'm very, very deeply curious. What does that look like? And we're mapping it out in our individual lives mm-hmm. and we are, and we're having these conversations in groups and really holding the vision that on a community level, on a society level, that, that, that is, you know, that's how things evolve. And mm-hmm. so thank you for the work that you're doing to, and thank you for your time for sharing these ideas here because they are like seeds and we plant them and, you know, the ones that get watered and see a little bit of sunshine and, mm-hmm. you know, if people take, you know, one of these ideas or one of, one of these things in, it can have like a pretty profound effect on their lives. And uh, also, you know, for, for the people around them just to, you know, hold the body and our cycles as more sacred. And so, Mm-hmm. I definitely learned a lot listening to you and I really like the phrase, you know, maintaining a full cup. You know, I know this idea around some care, but also just, you know, I, I was able to make that, that association between this respect that I have for you and this, you know, this correlation between it's like that you treat yourself and honor yourself in that way that you're able to show up in that way. And I, I am definitely, you know, very inspired to create more of a schedule with that because I, I feel I'm, I'm so excited and I, <laughs> I do tend to rush things, you know, I just like have like a, I'm, you know, like a mantra that I've had is like, done is better than perfect. Go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, it, and that's, and that's beautiful. And, and now I'm transitioning in my desire. And I feel like, I also feel like there's more space mm. in conversations around the feminine. It's like, there's a permission giving. Yes. And there's also like a research evidence thing where it's like, I know that when I'm in that space that you're speaking about, that's when the magic happens, the synchronicity happens, that's when the best deals happen, the best mm-hmm. ideas come through. So I'm really just operating out of a false system, you know, that thinks it's going to get me somewhere that oftentimes it just gets me stressed. And I, and I know that, and I remember, and then I forget, and then I remember, and, and I'm can be really kind with myself about that. But I remember a little bit more today because of you. So thank you so much. Thank you too. Are you kidding? Like it's such an honor. I love, I just, again, I love the way you move. Mm. As we've talked about, we've been told not to fall in love. Everything in society tells us to reject our bodies. Like there are only the messages that are pervasive that are most, um, celebrated or I should say most um sort of uh given license and like where advertising dollars are going are telling us to reject our bodies Mm -hmm. so people like you to remind us to come home Mm -hmm. and so it's just really about coming back home listening and falling in love with the body Mm. 
Yes, I love I love this so much. And sometimes when I was traveling a lot, people would say, well, where do you live? And I didn't have like an apartment or a house, but mm. I would just point at my body and be like, here. Yes. And, and, but it would be this idea of like, literally, if you want to find my soul, like this is where you can find me. I live here. This is my home in this lifetime. And, and, and I love in addition to home in addition to loving this invitation, like starting with home, starting with love, mm-hmm. also bringing this intelligence of like first breath to last breath, like your body and you are on a journey together. Mm-hmm. This is a good, this is a good relationship to cultivate intimacy with, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful and I feel that I, I was able to receive so much and I'm so grateful for everyone that took the time to listen and trusting that, that they will also receive the invitation, the permission, the encouragement to trust what feels good in their body and to, and to really attune and listen more. And I really love breaking down these things to just, just take a moment again, like we were talking about before and pause. It's like, you know, the fundamental belief system that we have about ourselves in the world when we slow down to listen, to do our best to only move in places of resonance. Mm-hmm. You know, like what is, what is our belief system about the world when that's possible? And what is our belief system about the world when we don't think that's possible? And like really right. go to like base level operations. And when we can believe that there is space for us to deeply listen, that we can be in communication with life, that we can attune to it and that we can have the freedom to choose to move in directions that feel nourishing and that feel good. Again, of course, maybe not you know, not without challenge, but with resonance. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful, what a beautiful moment to, to contemplate that life can be that way. So thank yes. you. Thank you for all those gifts. And thank you for the embodiment that you are. I feel so honored to be here. And oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. May a prayer for all of us to have a little bit more space and breath. And, and like you said, that, that teaching with vibration, that when we do howl at the moon in whatever literal or figurative way that is, that to really notice and experiment with that vibrational resonance mm-hmm. and, and letting ourselves give that and also letting ourselves receive that. So thank you for your teachings. Thank you for your sharings. Thank you for your journey. And so many blessings. And I know people are going to want to learn more. So could you also share with them the best ways to, to connect with you, your website, the book coming up, anything that you're called to share right here? Yeah. So, um, I'm at mamaglow.com, which is just M-A-M-A-G-L-O-W.com. Um, and on Instagram where I mostly play for fun and, um, just to share little nuggets is glow maven it's g-l-o-w-m-a-v-e-n and the book is september 26th it's called own your glow a soulful guide to luminous living and crowning the queen within oh (laughs) oh my goodness well koya means queen so we're all that's going to be weird reading for all of us yes and same with yours i mean (laughs) yes so that's right there Amazing. we go. <laughs> thank you, Latham. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you, everyone, you that's listening. And thank you to life. Thank you. Mm. Guidance. Mm-hmm. 
To continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E, and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.